0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy hey, Podcast. You? <laughs> it, it's your girl Jasmine.
1: <laughs> it's America. And it's Jasmine's Jasmine
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <"Hey>, Jasmine. <laughs> how are we doing today? How's everybody's weeks been? It's been like two weeks since we met last. Mm-hmm. What's everybody been up to? What's been your highlight? What's been your challenge?
1: Um, I would say my highlight has just been, you know, my business is continuing to expand. Um, Period. Relationship is flourishing and shit. Um, well, Love it. Thank you, girl. Um, so things are going good. I don't have any complaints that I can think of. Um, and then I would just say challenges just continues to be figuring out how to create harmony and do all of the things slash deciding what I no longer need to do and need to start mm-hmm. giving to somebody else to do. Um right. and so figuring out what that looks like. But yeah, other than that, everything's been going good.
0: Good, I love to hear that. I'm glad it's going good for somebody. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, hell, what's going on with you?
0: Um, well, my challenge just has been that there's always something like you've heard your parents say, if it's not one thing, it's another. And mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. yes, um, I was sick, Janae was sick. I saw a fucking motorcycle crash as I was driving home and the guy flew into the air and I already have like driving anxiety. So that was just not awesome <laughs> to <laughs> witness. Um, and, you know, me, I'm just like a trauma. That was a trauma. I just <laughs> I just got another trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was not great. Um, and a, but my highlight is that one of my students who would always be like walking the hallways and stuff like that, she came to me and was like, Hey, it's a new semester. I'm really starting new. Like I came out into the hallway and she was coming out her classroom. I said, are you coming out your (laughs) class?" Yes. So that has been good. My highlight continues to be the kids because I have so much to offer them and they are so lucky. You know, if I was their age, I would have really benefited from having a me there. Mm -hmm. So just seeing the changes um, has been great for me.
1: Can I edit my challenge? Because you just reminded me of something yeah y'all spent the whole six days in the bed, and why the hell I forget that? Oh, um, for your back yes oh, I, I yeah, no, no, no. been so good that I forgot about the damn week before. um yeah. but yes, I spent six days in the bed. I could not stand up straight. um, I was having back spasms. I found myself crawling at one point um it was it was bad. I don't know what the hell was going on, um, but shout out to Bay. Shout out to my mama. They both came through. They took turns um, supporting me, doing shit around the house. Mama got the house clean. Um, they came through with the, the love and care. They was taking care of the dog and all the things. So yes, I did have a challenge. Let me not act like the last two years mm-hmm. Because that is a fucking lie.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm back. <sighs> What about you, girl? How you been?
2: I have. Uh, I've been better, to be honest. Uh, but I am say, first off, the challenge for me this morning is finding out that AT and u Verse didn't do what they were supposed to do two weeks ago, which was fix this internet. <laughs> mm. So, y'all, bear with me uh, as I'm moving inside. Uh, I'm going to start with. Um, I guess a real-life challenge for me uh, is just grief. Uh, I got my insurance cards from this new job in the mail on Friday. So I'm excited about that, starting the journey with uh, finding a counselor. So I have this lady that I really want to work with, uh, but she won't have availability until November. So it really is just a matter of do I hold on? Um, or do I just kind of...
0: You should you yeah, should just, just sign up just to see <laughs> and reach out to other people.
2: Right. So, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Um, which, you know, is a silver lining. Uh, and I would say a highlight for me also, Jasmine, I relate to the fulfillment now with work. Uh, I have my first field trip with my kids on Friday. Mm-hmm. And while the other veteran teachers were stressed and getting things together. And um, I just, you know, showed up ready to have a good time and teach them something, get them out of the classroom. Um, It was my first field trip, obviously, not being a kid. And yeah, we had a good time. There was a moment where we were at a Buffalo Soldier exhibit and the presenter was asking the kids, how do the Buffalo Soldiers get their names? One boy goes, the Native Americans. The planes people gave it to them. And he turns around and he goes, She taught us that. Oh. And I was like, I taught him something to use in the real world. So that was a highlight for me, knowing that as much as it's been a struggle, there have been kids the same kid, Loki, crying. Uh, just all the things that I've gone through. It's something new with them every day. But that was
1: mm-hmm. that
2: was rewarding. Like I'm I'm impacting lies, which is something that since my cousin passed away, I've been praying about. So I'm just, I'm taking the the positive and the negative energy.
0: Mm -hmm. I know that's right. Well, um, I just wanted to show everyone (laughs) my little mug because a lot of times I'll be wanting to say that (laughs) to the students. Please. You know what's going on. (laughs) You know what you're doing. (laughs) Um, So I'm happy that I'm there because I can't tell them stuff like that. So shout out to you and me doing the Lord's work working with the children, honey. Amen. Amen. But also shout out to America, of course, because she's also doing the Lord's work. (laughs) The real talk. Oh, y'all. Father God. I just hope I see the reward, baby, because my God. man! <laughs> I'm here. I'm glad we got the sing it Right. <laughs> yeah. Lost my pad um, outside the house. <laughs> yes. Um. I think I'm gonna get us some little mugs. What y'all think? You know, have a little, a little sip, and then it'll unite us. It'll be like we're in the same place. It will be. At the same time.
2: I like it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. I say, yeah. Yes. As long as they're as sassy as that one.
0: You said what? They need to be as sassy as that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this one was mm. Target. Mm. A bitch, am I depressed? Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I love a
2: little bit.
0: Right. I love a little sassy. That's what it's yes. just. Like.
1: And then the logo somewhere small back bottom somewhere. But that's exactly what it's just mm-hmm.
0: like. Just yeah. mind it, really. Because I did have that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> this week. There we go. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um this week i've been able to hang out with some of my friends so i'm excited about that but i know that america had a tweet that she wanted to share with the people i did
1: so let me start off by saying participating in this week's episode i am doing so begrudgingly um (laughs) because i did not want to talk about friendships for a variety of reasons um but i saw this tweet um from the girl next door slash Dr. Antoinette and her tweet says black parents, please stop telling your kids that they ain't got no friends and that you are their only real friend because they'll grow up to be just like me. A socially awkward bitch who don't trust a the soul. They ain't gonna have no interpersonal skills. And when I saw that, I was like ah! Oh! Ah! Oh! This is me. <laughs> now I have interpersonal skills, but those sometimes can be limited and a little impacted too. But that first part around being told that your parent is your only real friend. I heard that growing up, like Mm. um, before my sister, it was me and my mama. Well, my dad was there, but it was me and my mama. And so one of the things she always told me is like, it's just me and you. It's just me and you, you all I got. I'm all you got. It's just us. Ain't nobody going to look out for us. Ain't nobody going to be there. Ain't nobody going to do nothing. It's me and you. And then my sister came and she was like, it's the three of us. It, we all we got. And so at the time, I think, I thought like, oh, this is beautiful. Like I have this strong family, strong family. unit. it's me and my mom and my sister. And girl, we all we got. Not realizing that then when I was interacting with people in my mind, it was like, I can't trust you. You're not really my friend. You're just here. You're just somebody to talk to. You, we, you like me because we are in the same class or because mm-hmm. you know I probably got the answers or you like me because I'm slightly entertaining or I'm going to protect you or whatever the case. Then when I got older it was like, "Oh, you want to be my friend because I'm gonna turn up and I'm a good time and I'm gonna travel and I'm gonna mm-hmm. spend money." Not really understanding that maybe some of those people actually really like me and maybe right. some of those people actually were trustworthy, but I ain't see it. Mm-hmm. Cuz they want my mom <laughs> or my sister Right. Me, that's all, all I had. So that tweet and slapped that, me in the face, and I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm ready to talk about this."
0: Yeah, and what I was gonna say is that, like, you and your mom, your mom telling you that it's just y'all two, and then having another baby is evidence right there mm-hmm. that it's not just y'all two, right. and that you yeah. can open up to other people, right. right.
1: But you know, at the time, I'm hearing yeah. that it uh, mm-hmm. my sister was born when I my sister's born the day before my birthday, but nine years later. So her birthday oh, is wow. December the 8th, I'm December the 9th, but technically I'm 10 years older than her. So I heard that that whole time frame of like it's right. just us. And then when she came, it I didn't even question it. Like you here now, Bet. it's the three of us. You're right, it's just us mm-hmm. three. And so, but you're right. Now, when I when I read that tweet, I really sat there for like a long time with that, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, Wait a second, was that true? And like, Yeah, it might have seemed true on the outside, but when my sister came, we expanded, so it won't just the right. truth. um, right. but yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a lot of unlearning around that.
0: Yeah, um, I think the theme that I can relate to you on is just unlearning, you know, these harmful mantras right because they're not meant to be harmful no not at all the intention right. is not harmful right meant to be right, right? but the impact yes. is right mm-hmm. and so it's like parting ways with mm-hmm. a past version of yourself absolutely yeah absolutely
1: and i think that goes back to just you know parents do the absolute best they can i think i right. talked in one episode about having a birthday party or something and people not coming when I was like five or six and that was one of the things she said well you don't you don't need people to come you got me mm-hmm. i'm here but i'm your friend and we're gonna have a good time so like mm-hmm. it was meant in those moments to be a way of soothing me and reassuring right. me that like i was okay but also mm-hmm. at five and six you can't really process like okay what she's doing right now is to make me feel better this isn't a literal right mean, right, right. Like it Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that impact. Yes.
2: Those words are encouraging and I can hear your mom's care mm-hmm. in those words, right? And her covering you. Mm-hmm. It's when when those words are internalized, yep. um, mm-hmm. and especially at a young mind, because until really you start paying a hundred percent your own bills and do that for more than six months, your parents <laughs> are your North Star. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, at five years old, you're not going to know. Um, right. Yeah, It's the internalizing, well, I don't need anybody. I have my mom. Mm-hmm. I have my sister. We're good. Yep. Yeah.
0: Ooh. So what was it like when you were growing up? Like, would you just kind of avoid being no. around people?
1: I've always had friends. Like, I've always kept people Around, but I think letting they, them in. no, and that's exactly what I was gonna say. I think a majority of those friendships were pretty superficial,
0: mm-hmm. um, so like, a and,
1: and I think uh, some part of that was, you know, also one of the things that many black kids are taught as kids is what happens in this house stays yeah. in the house. In house. Yeah, and so you know, I would go to school and like. You know, high achieving wadawa woo woo woo. And I'm in these classes with all the other high achieving kids, but these high achieving kids live in mansions and have these pristine family mm-hmm. structures and family backgrounds, and I ain't had it. So mm-hmm. it would be like, okay, yeah, you're my friend at school because you see me as your equal, at least here. I'm what um, I'm the only black girl in the classroom mm-hmm. at one point. So it's like, oh, I'm the token. Like I said before, I ain't know I, I didn't know what the hell that meant. But I was a token, y'all saw me, we were friends, it was good. But like once the school day ended, I went my way and you went your way. And so it wasn't that deep connection of really being able to like share who we were. And I also don't Mm -hmm. know how deep friendships are at five and ten anyway. Right. right? It was very much just a school thing. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
1: continued. Probably until high school. And I think it got the connections that I had probably strengthened then, but they were still superficial. And so, like, you know how some people still got friends from elementary school and mm-hmm. all of that? I don't. We still, we friends on Facebook. But, like, mm-hmm. friends, like, would I call you and talk to you? No. Would you call and talk to me? No. Because at one point, we we moved a lot. So, we I transitioned a lot. And so Mm -hmm. those connections, I wasn't able to keep, and I don't really—I wanted to keep them because I didn't see the value at that time in keeping them. Right. So that's kind of just
0: lingered. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just focus on you, but I have another question. (laughs) What about in college?
1: So in college was really interesting because so I went to a predominantly black high school. Um, and at this time, I would say I was really struggling in terms of my racial identity. So this is when the contacts were, y'all tried to drag the girls with the blue contacts, but this is when <laughs> they had blue contacts. Um, and and, she was
2: an undergrad, if that helps at all. Well, I had an undergrad too. I, I, let me, hold on. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Um, this is when baby
1: had the blue contacts and I'm at a predominantly black high school but because of how we're situated in terms of college prep, I was still around the few white kids, white and Asian kids that were there. And so those friendships I thought at the time were deeper, but I found out they weren't. Um, so I took them in my mind to college. I purposely sought out a predominantly white institution. I did. We can have hmm. a conversation about like that at a later time. I'm like, I'm
0: like I definitely got to know. <laughs> um,
1: because at this time, my my racial identity was so skewed. Like, I knew I was Black. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, every message that I got was around getting as far away from this Blackness as possible. Mm-hmm. So we got to remember, I clearly I am Black. But I'm always around the white kids. The teachers are telling me how I'm different than the other Black mm-hmm. kids. I'm going to actually be somebody. I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were pouring into me but not it was in a way that was challenging the fact that I look like these kids you saying ain't gonna be school so like I was confused as fuck so I was like okay I will never forget first year of high school white teacher goes around the room and she asks people what school they going to what college they want to go to Mm -hmm. I hadn't even thought about it I noticed the white kids in the front the ones that were smart all said I'm going to Carolina I said fuck it I'm gonna say the same thing Baby, I didn't even know where Carolina was. I ain't give a damn. <laughs> Came to me, and I was like, "I'm gonna go to Carolina." And the teacher was like, "Like U N C Chapel Hill." It's the first day of school, baby. So what you mean? How you confused? This is the right. this the honors class, bitch. I'm in here too. Don't play with me. Um, and I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, mm, "Okay." The boy in front of me turns around and I was like, "You know, damn, what? Well, them white people are not gonna let you in that school?" Mm-hmm. Okay. Exhibit mm-hmm. at. I was determined to prove a point from that moment on. I'm going, to, I was focused. I remember my um guidance counselor was like, You got to go to HBCUs, girl. Fuck you. I'm going to a PWI because this white lady told me I couldn't go. So watch me work. So anyway, get to college. That's to say, I got to college. So I'm at a PWI. Did not feel comfortable, accepted, welcomed at all, but then found like a little niche. A little niche of like blackness, a little bit, but they kind of was all from they black. I think we was all just weird as hell. Now that I look at we was just a bunch of they. Listen, I'm sorry, y'all. We were weird. We were weird as hell. Um, but I found like a little niche in that, and some of them I still kind of talk to, but not. I would honestly say I don't think they really knew anything about me either. Mm. And I I think I told you, how I had this ability to like make people feel really comfortable and tell me their whole life story and I don't have to tell them a word. And so I think that's how my friendships have all progressed. Like I trust you to tell you everything or they trust me to tell me everything. And I just be like, okay. But then I don't Mm -hmm. never feel fulfilled. And I'm wondering, wow, well, bitch, that's what you're doing being vulnerable. Right.
0: Right. Right. That's a long story. And that's what makes you a good therapist, huh?
1: <laughs> it is. But I think that translates into these relationships and friendships, and it right. should But right. I think maybe that's always been my protective measure. And I think, mm-hmm. yes, that's absolutely what makes me a great therapist. But also, I think what negatively impacts me having really deep connections with people. Right.
0: Okay. Um, Well, I guess for me, I have always been a very social butterfly, like just friends, just, you know, homecoming queen, part of student council, like just always, you know, Um, and, but with that always came drama also. Um, And so... I talked to not I talk to my best friend from high school like we are I talk to her all the time that's so why I'm gonna come visit um, in South Carolina okay. but um she know me good bad ugly like she's seen it all mm-hmm. and vice versa um, so we are... That's my, That's who I talked to from high school, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, I do, like, communicate with people on social media, but not like, oh, we're so close. Um, <laughs> from elementary school, I do have one friend that I am still close with. Like, we got engaged around the same time. We got married around the same time. No, not around the same time, but we have babies around the same time and we're going to be taking the kids to swim class next week. Oh, So like, right. And so, <laughs> yes. And we are like each other's support because this motherhood shit is, it's the most ghetto hood to be a Thank part you. of. <laughs> I'm so mad at you for that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's, it'd be the trenches. Um, and so when I got to college, like I just knew I was going to have like this lifelong group, friend group, like woo woo. I mean, it's five of us black folks at this white ass college, (laughs) you know, so that is pretty much the foundation (laughs) being black at college. Right. And then it was like, oh, and you like to drink and, you know, I'm just now starting to drink and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, yeah, let's like drink, twerk, take over the parties and stuff like that. Um, And whenever I because I grew out of that, obviously, I'll still turn up every now and then. But it's not like a priority. Like it's not like where we finna go turn up this weekend. And so for me, uh, whenever I got married and just kind of went through this whole transition, I feel like I had to start letting people go. As things came up, it was just like, ooh, are we really friends? Like, what am I really holding on to? Um, And so it really came to a head when I became pregnant. When you're pregnant, you can't drink. You can't be smoking. You can't be doing nothing, right? And so where was my invite to anything? Mm. Wow. Where mm. was like the, oh, do you want to go and do this, do that?
1: So you got me mean- and they start reaching out.
0: Wow. Hmm. Mm. And there was someone that I really considered to be like my best friend, right? I had changed my baby shower around to make sure that they would be there. And then they ended up not going mm. because I was out doing whatever else in Atlanta instead. <laughs> wow. And then tried to gaslight me like, oh, you should, it's just a baby shower. You shouldn't, I just look at it as like giving you a gift and I'm still going to give you a gift. It's just a baby shower. For my first, first child, child? And right. the first friend. And the crew that have a baby. Meal. Meanwhile, people are flying in for just a baby shower. So, right. Because that's a big moment. Ooh. And if you care, you If you them. care. Yeah. What were you going to say, America? Because the face was...
1: Because I think that says a lot about friends and their ability to be happy for you in your new season. Mm. Right. And, and I think it's a freak next season. Right. Because if you would have been having a house party... Or throwing a shindig and it was going to be the biggest littest twerk fest of insert year niggas would have showed up uh, but you are right. having this big life-changing transition and niggas is quiet crickets i've experienced nice. that too that's why i was like "Ooh," because i'm thinking mm-hmm. oh mine is because i started a business and people don't think and got a house and people don't think that's important because i'm an unmarried woman, so that's not worth celebrating. But even right. hearing you as a married woman with a baby say, well, damn, my friend said, well, girl, to hell with you. I'm going to Atlanta so I could
0: twerk something. Right. That shit and wild. then and then was twerking right. something. That shit's wild. Wow. man. It, yeah. it is very wild because I ha- held you at a high regard mm-hmm. that I should mm-hmm. not have. Yeah. And that right there was the first step in the grieving process. Because I just knew it was lifelong, like 80 years old, husbands Mm. bringing us mimosas. Like that's what I thought it was going to be. And child is not. Yeah. And then the fact that there was never any conversation after, just let me know exactly what it was. And so at one point I was talking to Jasmine, my therapist, and I was considering reaching out. Because I thought we still had the same friends, but I don't really talk to anyone else in that group. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, what even is the point? What if, What is it that I am missing? Like, if I was not getting my needs met, what's the point of reaching out? For what? Mm, let me ask you this,
1: though. What ask if your me. needs would have been being met? And this person just dropped the fucking ball at this huge event. Would you have reached out?
0: If my needs were being met and I didn't have to ask them to check in on me while I was pregnant with my first child. Well, then your needs aren't being met. Your needs aren't being met.
2: Okay, So let's say that they, you know, they were meeting your needs. They were checking in on you. Showing their care, but then didn't go to the baby shop. yeah, in Atlanta that week yeah. of, you know, how would you would you have checked in? And they'll remove your your
0: shit around. I don't know because <laughs> whatever shit <laughs> it is, what it is, they said they was going to a family reunion, and so. Um, I didn't see no nothing about a family reunion on the story but I did see them at the day party and all that so but if they would have been present
1: the whole nine ten months and the only and I say only loosely it's a big deal and they didn't show up to your baby shower there was no conversation after that would you have checked in or do you see not coming to your baby shower as an absolute bitches dead?
0: I mean, if there was no, like, hey, I'm not going to make it, whatever the case may be, then I would be like, hello, like, are you okay? Is everything okay? You know, but Mm -hmm. I think once I would hear whatever they say, because it's really not a lot that you can say, honestly. Right. I feel like that's pretty much missing, like, a wedding.
1: No, I agree.
0: I agree. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. But what I will say is that I needed to learn that before I became a mom, so that I didn't introduce flaky people into mm-hmm. Janae's life. Mm-hmm. Um, because no, <laughs> no, yeah. And when I was turning. 30, that is when that happened, right? Um, And I remember this year I tweeted on my Burner account, like, I just want all new friends at this point. I mean, being the one who's like, oh, y'all are doing something? You know, it's just like... The shit gets old. It's fucking old. <laughs> and it's like, one, like, yes. don't say it's so yes. hard to make plans with people when it's not. And it's the same thing yes. as the whole, I don't want a relationship. It's with you because people yes. are fucking able to do stuff, yes, but they don't want to do that for you. And so take that yes. and let that be it. Don't be sitting up here having 17 conversations with somebody saying the same thing they heard you the first time yeah. they don't give a fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. if i have to keep expressing my needs and you're saying like okay 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 but still doing the same shit like no i'm not gonna have another conversation with you bitch you're unfollowed <laughs> i remove that follower <laughs> Yeah. we're not friends <laughs> I love it here
1: if you're watching this you're going to notice that I am doing a lot of clapping and of <laughs> the fist and leaning back and that is because yeah. I'm having a visceral response to this conversation my yeah. boundaries in relationships bro that way one. I don't give a fuck when it comes to friendships though my shit be a little murky And I don't know if my shit's murky because I am low-key socially awkward or if my shit is murky because of trying to lean into, like, relationships as an adult. Because I know I said before, like, my relationships have missed the vulnerability piece. But the ones I've made as an adult, specifically since I moved to Durham, those were very intentional. And all of those people have seen me at my motherfucking worst. They've seen me sprawled out in a motherfucking parking lot crying over a nigga. And they done seen me boss the fuck up and do all the good shit too. But what you just said about you see them doing stuff together and they don't invite you. I see that so often. Y'all stories. Y'all tagging in the same location. Okay, so y'all niggas together. And I'm just sitting here like I wish somebody would have said something to me. Right. Okay, well, I guess not. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's good. I hope everything's right. going to I see you still being a boss, bitch. Well, bitch, you don't know that you judging off right. on Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go out next Saturday. We're gonna hit you up. Bitch, Saturday done came and gone 47 mm. motherfucking times, give or take. Right. And mm. like still it's fucking crickets. You you have a big life event, I tw- I tweet about it, share it, text you, call you while you have the experience, I'm there. Bitch, you just need to reshare my damn story and my reels, and you can't do that. Can't. That's, that's asking for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but if it weren't for me supporting you in this friendship, bitch, you wouldn't be doing the shit you're doing right now.
0: Ooh, 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 ooh. I want to fight you because I put you on to so much shit. And anybody mm-hmm. who's ever been my friend
1: or been around me, one thing is for sure, you can't never say you left me. You can always say you left me better than what the fuck you better. were. Better. How about you it? You always about have it? been motherfucking better than you were before. Period. Friend. I don't know nobody who's ever been around me and hasn't motherfucking leveled up in some way, shape, or form. Whether well, you got your license, you graduated, you started a bomb-ass job making more motherfucking money, you start hustling different, or you motherfucking living out your dreams, doing the things you want to do. Bitch, you're welcome.
0: You're welcome. But you I'm not good lifting enough way.
1: But I'm not good enough to invite the shit.
0: You're not. That's a wild oh, shit. Oh, you're good enough to learn from. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh.
2: Okay, y'all ready for this? Because I'm, I'm listening, I'm watching, and I'm saying what I'm saying about my story, to my experiences, but not to be that person. But do you ever think if you are at a level and someone enters your life and they got up their level, you know, that maybe in their minds you're just always a few steps ahead of them. And there's some inkling of insecurity or doubt. That won't allow them to be vulnerable and say, "I want need this person in my life because not only do they level me, but they do also care." There's there's some kind of disconnect when y'all, not not saying y'all too, but when anyone pours into relationships, and then when it's time to pour back into your cup, they over there doing whatever. Don't know you how. Know. No, don't Did know you- how. Right, right. So. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that I said true. this to myself a couple of weeks ago. I said, I can't expect people to have the capacity to pour into me if they don't have the capacity to pour into themselves. And right. so I think you're absolutely right. I think in um in and I don't know if it's like a helper, and I'm not saying people was destitute and down and out, but right. I don't know if it's like a helper attracting to people who need that. And then it's always this level of like, well, bitch, you got your shit together. So what you need me to pour to you for? Or you don't need right. me you because you're doing A, B, B, and C. And I think that's a piece of it. And I also will say that in these adult friendships that I had, or that I thought I had, the the level of insecurity was there. But I also think that insecurity quickly turned into jealousy. Jealousy. Once things to continue to progress. And the right. shame has been monumental. So I know- right. That the shade is coming from a place of insecurity and jealousy, right? Which is
0: weird, because to me, bitch, I want us all to win. Oh, all yeah. everyone, you can't do what I can do, and I don't no. want to do what you do. And I'm
1: gonna tell you everything I know to fucking get you there, right? I'm gonna. What you want to do, America? I want start a t- business. Okay, bitch. Let me see. You need a We gotta do Gotta do that. What we need to do, right? Schedule schedule this amount of time.
2: I'm gonna. I'm going to I'm going to help you. Right. Not every woman or person has that mindset, though, that hey. when I win, we're all going to win, That's right? right. Mm-hmm. So, the way my mom... So I have this older cousin who... I grew up an only child. I was only child for 14 years. So very, like, it's my world. You know, cliche only child. So I have this, I have this older cousin who I don't talk to or associate anymore. But when we were growing up and she came around, um, I was maybe 10 when they moved from Seattle to Georgia mm-hmm. and she would, she has an older sister. So she would do things like dress like me or, you know, like our grandma would get us kind of sort of matching stuff. So when I put mine on, she would put, and I'm like, Oh, like what is happening? Yeah. Like, what, what is this? Like, let me do me. And my mom mm-hmm. had to like teach me that, you know, anyone that's with you, needs to, you know, like, don't ever let your girl leave the house looking crazy. And, like, don't let her leave looking at two and you look at ten. Ooh. Everybody in the group is on point. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I had to learn to not look at it individually or you're coming for me or this is mine. Things like that. And that's not necessarily a lesson that everyone gets, A. And then, too, there are a lot of grown-ass women who still have Mommy issue insecurities that aren't dealt with and relating issues with other women.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: There's some of us out here, and I'm I and with you. There's three of us right here at least that like I just don't view you as competition.
1: Not
2: and at all. If I'm your right. friend, I'm not here to compete with you. I'm here to flourish with you. Right. Period. It's not, it's <laughs> not, it's not something that everyone has, and so I yeah. just I wonder. If we also, because there's things in your story, America, that we have in common, there's things Mm -hmm. in your story, Jack, that we have in common. And I'm wondering if one of the things we also have in common is that sometimes these insecure women end up in our friend groups. And as we're trying to, like, you know, pump them up, Mm -hmm. all the while, their gears are are clicking the opposite direction.
1: Men too, not just women. Right, right. Because the majority of my friend group was men for a while, so
0: I'm talking about I'm talking about niggas too. And heterosexual or a mix, unknown. <laughs> Um, But yeah So I literally I remember tweeting that on my burner account And that's crazy that I had to have A burner account Because if I said what I wanted To say then That would start problems <laughs> Um. <laughs> so you know I said that and then I did a vision Board this year And I put like Something about friends and girl bosses and just like having a good solid group of friends because after having that baby shower fiasco like I was just over it you know after having had the same conversations with people not changing their behavior like I was through I was like what am I holding on to history at this point and I still have the memories you know, and the photos that I did keep that I look good in and cropped you out of. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I want you gone. <laughs> like that's how I deal with things. I'm like, there's no sense in this. So away you, you go. said
1: something there that I have. I always have an issue with what and i had this conversation the other day with my sister i said there's one friendship in particular that right now i'm questioning because our conversation our communication isn't what it once was and i was like i'm having a really hard time saying this friendship and this person because like the support is private you ain't like when you do hit me up it's on weird shit yet you still Mm -hmm. spending time with the people, it's like okay, no you're, America, you're you <laughs> but, you, but you are the reason or one of the many reasons that I didn't have to take a Grippy Socks vacation a couple years ago. And okay. so, and there's another friendship that's similar, but this America, when I moved here and loved and supported on me, picked me up in that parking lot when I was crying over a
0: nigga, mm-hmm.
1: and like the I all hear those, what's that. Oh boy, let me see. the one minus four. I get my master's, I got master's in 2015. Probably like 20 late, probably December 2015 of that person, and the other okay. person would be me and Base are dating in 21, so 2020. Okay. So my side
0: so- is like, how do I just be like, well, fuck you, you ain't my friend more. But why does it have to be fuck you? Mm-hmm. Can't they just not be I'm your good. friend anymore?
1: They could be. And I think that's how I've been operating in the last couple of months, but that don't feel good enough for me.
0: But what is what is having to say fuck you doing for you? Is that Does that make it easier to go through the grieving process?
1: I've been grieving the whole time. So I don't think it makes it easier, but I okay. think it's more about I want you to know
0: what
1: no, do you get out of that?
0: I need to have a conversation.
1: That's well, I right.
2: was. That, that's actually what I was just about to say. It just, that situation sounds like it just needs to be a conversation.
1: I need to have a conversation,
2: and what I was going to have that conversation okay. with both just depended on where the twenty fifteen relationship that friendship is, uh, which it was still good. I would have a conversation. Well,
1: the twenty that. The one who picked me up in the parking lot, that one was still relatively cool. But I just noticed, like, damn, I'm doing all the reaching out, and like you and this other person who I thought was my friend, y'all spending, y'all always together. So you got the fuck time. You just all right, not, not to do with it. you, but not with me. And so I feel like right. a part of it is, like, I just need to take that not with me. Like how if it was if this was a nigga I like, I would take it as it's not with you, and I okay. would. Love you. But for friendships, I don't do that. I feel like I, you know how they say
0: women. Hold on, hold on. Is it that scarcity mindset? No. Because I don't feel like I. It doesn't feel like. Okay.
1: You know how they say, bitches will give a nigga a million chances, but only get Mm a friend one. I feel like I'm the same. I give a nigga, it's the one and the fuck none. But friends, I'm Mm -hmm. like. I'll give you opportunity because I know we're human and things change and we evolve and da 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 da. But to the point of the scarcity comment, recently I had a I had a thought and Friendsgiving is coming up and I had Friendsgiving last year and my house was packed and I was like, would my house look like that this year? It could, but would it look like that for the right reasons? Right. Or would it look like that because I because I wanted it to look like it was a lot of people here right. and that's that scarcity piece that kicked in. Like, okay, yeah. do I really want y'all here? Mm-hmm. Or do I just want to say it's people here? Right. So there's a piece of that too. You're not wrong. You're right, girl. So I'm not going to have a conversation. <laughs> but fuck it. I'm going to treat them like I treat these niggas.
0: <laughs> so okay. this is what I will say. This is what I'll say. If someone is doing stuff this year, like a three months, like, that is the last time that something has happened or something, then a conversation should be had. But if it's been like six months, like six plus, then it's like, what am I doing? Because if we've gone this long without spending time talking, connecting, then it doesn't feel like a priority. And so do I really need to reach out to you and say like, hey, I want to feel like a priority? whenever there are people that will make you a priority without you having to have that conversation
1: what if they've reached out to ask me or to say like I feel like something going on and we need to have a conversation this is after I said they said well you seem a little distant lately yeah cause I feel like some shit been real motherfucking weird and I'll talk to you when I'm ready and then they say okay well I'm eager to talk to you because I want to know so we can make sure
0: shit's straight then what then, have- then they want to have that conversation <laughs>
1: But do I want to have a conversation? Oh, why don't you want to
0: have that know, conversation?
1: Because bitch, you know you shady. You don't need to talk to me about you being shady. Uh, you I know would you say do that. questionable shit. Everybody know you do questionable
2: shit. You don't need me to tell you that. You know that.
1: What are we talking about? Well, you don't need
2: questionable people in your life. So if you don't trust this person, then no, there's no reason to have a conversation. All
0: right. True. So then at it's least. like, how do you get there to trust people without? Because if it's just like, let me cut you off, cut you off, then that's easy, and there's never no challenge. Ooh, exactly. Let me take that back. I do trust people. That's not true. For y'all coming, I got. I
1: trust right, because you
0: trust.
1: me. <laughs> I do. I do trust people, So that's not completely true. But like when my back was fucked up, I literally was like, bruh, I got three people, which isn't bad. I saw a TikTok that said, find three people who would get up for you in the middle of the night to come to your rescue and don't ever let those people go. So I had three people that I knew for a fact that I could call on while I'm hobbling around. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't know.
2: But what more are you wanting, looking for? You just, you know what I mean? You read the tweet, the tweet said three, you have three.
1: What do you missing? Well, like two of them are related, and the other one I lay down beside
0: <laughs> So she blessings. wants other people that are not family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I, sometimes we gotta count our blessings. Not everybody even has a three. Not everybody can call anyone in their family. Yeah. And, yeah, and then when it comes to a yeah. man, mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's women I mean, that won't call their man because their man people. won't come up and help.
2: that part. Or there's women who uh, <laughs> got the black back blown out one night. There's people I'm not gonna say women back blown out one night, and then when your back goes out, ain't nobody to call. <laughs> was the episode where Samantha had to put her curtain rod up because she was yes. sick, and all the men in her roll deck. Not
1: one, yeah, not, not one like, of them rolled
0: up. Mhm. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. the way that I've looked at relationships has just been, if you're not pouring into me, I'm not pouring into you. If I'm always reaching out to do something to hang out, like, no. You need to also be reaching out. And that's not a hard thing. We're all busy and quiet as kept. Like, I'm busy as fuck. Right. And so, like, don't do that. <laughs> don't be like, oh, we're I'm so busy. Like, yes. But if it's a priority, then we'll find a way. We'll schedule. Even if it's a, if it's a month away, like, we'll get it going. Right? Um, and I shouldn't have to question if we're friends. I shouldn't have, like, I shouldn't be leaving from hanging out with you, going over various things that were said or things that were done and questioning, like, what the fuck that was about.
1: Oh, okay. That was my confirmation right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few of those back in the day.
0: I got one right now. So that, yep. Mm. People show you in lots of ways how they they fuck with you. They do. No, straight up. And you can do like that TikTok that I sent y'all and walk past the red flags <laughs> if you want to, right? But you can't get mad that you don't have a good, solid, supportive group right. if you're ignoring the bullshit and you don't want to set those boundaries. We've been giving y'all the tools each week. <laughs> right. Set yeah. them boundaries. Get, boss up, bitch. <laughs> yeah what's your uh, friend story Jasmine? Oh uh,
2: I you know what I can say that I relate to both of your experiences and even in this season now so my 30th being in late June and that being a transitional period for me and I was able to plan this. A fun weekend and had, you know, 20 people around me at dinner, friends ranging from fourth, fifth grade uh, through college. And um, being a military kid and moving around a lot, you know, I didn't think like America, like I would have that either. So thankfully to Facebook, I was able to reconnect with my elementary friends. Um, But there was a lot of talking often and hyping up. Leading up to that, and then kind of after my birthday, it just you know dwindled down, and my cousin passed two and a half weeks after that, and um, and so it's just, oh, it's been you know, it's been a ride. <laughs> yeah, we saw your phone,
1: girl. Oh, my life is right. America I is
0: hilarious. America is hilarious. Whoa, like (laughs) realization.
2: (laughs) You're doing great, sweetie. Um, (laughs) So, what? What I've been dealing with is in the in this season in my adulthood. What am I taking and counting as friendships? Is it media Exchanges? Is it calling me? Is it? Um, I just I feel like I I'm good at listening. You know, mm-hmm. I, I sat here 52 minutes and like you know listen to what y'all have saying. I'm like, yeah, in it. In it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> dead of <laughs> fuck. <upset. laughs> well, damn. Okay. But wait, wait. I'm gonna no, no. I would circle back around. But you see how Jasmine like took a beat and was like, well, what's going on with you? I find in my real life that not everyone takes that beat mm. so we could sit on the phone for an hour for 45 minutes and mm-hmm. you've been and mm. you know you know what i mean and I, i'm i'm that friend that you know what i mean and so and the 45 minutes comes you've like exhausted yourself you know you know open and vulnerable and it's like oh girl i'm gonna go fix myself hot link and like mm. off the i'll you talk to you mean? later yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. and so it then leads me to I talk to my mom a lot. You know what I mean? I'm also her only child. And so like, that's who I call at the end of my day to be like, girl, these crazy ass kids done did today. Or, <laughs> or, or
0: right. when I'm
2: crying or, so I, I yeah. And I have friends that are in different places in their lives, you know, I, um, and yeah. And so I, it's hard for me to, I grew up with a parent telling me, when something was wrong in my friendships, because like Jasmine, I was the egocentric. not egocentric, I'm sorry, the outgoing one. And what, being a lot of different groups and involved in stuff, and then like drama would always happen and stuff. And so my dad would tell me, well, you know, what you do, what you do in the situation, you know? There's so much drama around you, maybe you are the common denominator. And so that was something that, you know, I dealt with in mm-hmm. high school, middle school, and everything. Um, I also dealt with going to, you know, as parents get more successful and they can move you to different neighborhoods, and then, you know, you end up being the token. And so it's playing that role, but then also being yourself. Um, I had the reverse experience. I came from a black and brown school and then went to uh, um, you? I'm
1: glad about you. You going to know that then- you
2: Which means he's going to be intentional about the time of time. (laughs) Burp. So so I had the experience of like being myself and ultimately what I was taught as a child was to minimize yourself. And so when I got into Mm -hmm. these schools and I was, you know, loud and proud of being myself, And it was either, you know, you're put into the, you know, oh, you're just like, that so Raven. I know about Black people. Mm. Or, you know, you you don't get to really be yourself. And then I just, I started learning how to just take the lesson of minimizing yourself and apply it to school, apply it to this. Uh, Then I got to undergrad and I experienced trauma. I was the only Mm. one of my friends that uh, during our time in undergrad that I was sexually assaulted during a, a, a home robbery of my apartment that I had convinced my dad to let me move off campus just like the seven other black girls that I hung out with they were all after sophomore year parents were letting them move into apartments with each other and I wanted mm-hmm. so badly to like not be left behind living on campus that I had like you know just Puppy dog guide my way into my dad agreeing to sign a lease. And I stayed for, for summer school because my parents were divorced. I didn't want to go back home that summer. And that was the summer living in an apartment with two strangers that our apartment got robbed and I was sexually assaulted in the process.
0: And what the fuck?
2: Not, I would, I would say one out of seven of those girls stuck by my side but I had changed at that point I changed right and one out of seven of them rode with me and it wasn't that she was necessarily in the passenger seat sometimes you know not in the back seat maybe in the car beside me or paling. um but one out of seven and that was like the crew that like you know we Fort Locos homecoming, like
0: you oh know, busy, four so Locos, ah, you, know you, know are you are mean? speaking my <laughs> language. <laughs> so,
2: uh, yeah, I, I I get your experiences, but then I also had a friend, and I would I would count her as my best friend. That met her at a, a function in college, and she was there in the middle of the night when I decided that I was going to pack up my stuff in large back black trash bags and move out of the apartment that this assault had happened in and like just into another one middle of the night and she showed up with this dude that she was talking to and you know and just helped me and mm-hmm. so that's a friendship that like I I value and I hold on to and even though she's mm-hmm. married and has a kid um I make sure that you know, I, I drive the two and a half hours to the baby showers, to the birthday parties. Um, Period. You know, I just, you know, you gotta you gotta show up for people because when oh, I was yeah. down in destitute, she showed up for me. And oh. I know that that is rare. And so even though she has a life in her hometown, friends that she's known well before me, um, I don't let it also affect me that like she has a best friend for me, she's my best friend. If I called her right now, broke down, she would start what she was doing. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I will say that going into 30, there are friendships, there are people that were at my 30th birthday weekend that I don't talk to today,
0: Mm.
2: you know, and those aren't, yeah, there was a friend of mine that, um, He moved uh, from another city into Houston, and I think the perception was like, "When I get to Houston, girl, we gonna, uh, uh, uh," you know, do all this." And that's not where I'm at in my life. I'm very much healing, and you know, a lot of that healing, I unfortunately I isolate myself, and I think that's just an only child complex of like feeling Mm -hmm. like I gotta do things myself. And so while I built walls around me, I have been able to garner friendships, uh, but sometimes in the isolation of your own walls, uh, you do wonder like, you know, you, why don't you, y'all can call me, hit me up, see how I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I would like to sit on the phone for 45 minutes with someone other than my mom or yeah. a blood relative and like, mm-hmm. just, ugh. You know, so I I just, that's something that I've been grappling with. Um, Yeah. I had a friend that I went on their birthday trip with them this year and they were at my birthday in the summer and here we are here from that trip last year. And it's like, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I, I was cued in. Someone mentioned earlier about like the shadiness, right? So it's the talking about the event around you, but there's no like direct invite to the event. So I'm not, unless it's like, you know, these are the flights and this is what it's looking like. I'm not going to press it. And right. in some instances, if you stop contacting someone and they don't reach back out, then if it's mutual, just let it be mutual. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. we're alone. I, I just, I don't have time for it. I shouldn't spend my time my energy feeling uncomfortable around someone feeling like a third wheel and a friendship um my mom really was big on teaching me you know if you don't make yourself sad or uncomfortable or all these things by yourself then don't take it from being around someone else Thank and you. so if I'm cool, calm and collected in my own space then I'm not going to come to your apartment, you know, for a house party or do this or dinner and all this stuff. Um,
0: right.
2: I will say that that particular friendship, when it weaned out, um, this person had made a point that he wanted to, you know, get together for cocktails and, you know, have like a friend date and stuff and catch up. And he did that. And of course, it was after my cousin passed and um, just kind of, you know, let him know what was going on. And then, like, more people show up to the friend date, and it was like people I didn't know, and so I just I had opened up,
0: and wound. I know that you had cancer, and I know that you was hot yeah, and
2: I just <laughs> I, I just I was like oh like I one person I had met like the year prior at an event, and the other person was just a complete stranger, and I had already like opened up this wound, and been vulnerable with my friend on this like you know we had spent time since you know it had been like a month. And, um, and so we sit down at this table and I just, you know, they're talking about like the le- latest, latest escapade story and stuff. And I just, I couldn't get into it. Like I had, I just talked about my dead cousin, you know what I mean? I was like I a, a motherfucking
0: like,
2: go. <laughs> yeah. So I like went to the restroom tried to like, maybe it's me. Uh, like, no, I know, just would have been like, normal.
0: Normal. you know,
2: it's cocktail. Like, this is like what I was doing, you know, three or four months ago. So like, oh. And I went and sat back at the table, and I was just like, no, fuck this. And I went home. That us. And then got a text message. Did you have a panic attack?
0: Bitch, no. I didn't. You never prepared me that this was going to be a more friend date than us two. So I done opened up about some shit, and now you want to bring all these random motherfuckers over here talking about sex? I gotta uh, go, bitch.
2: It was just, it was so, uh, and it's reaffirming right now that y'all are like, you know what I mean? Because I just, okay. So I sent back a text. No, it was a panic attack. I'm real life grieving. And like, I just, I, I can't do this right now. Haven't heard back since. I haven't texted back since because what, what? What is there to talk about? What friendship is there? Like, you know what I mean? So for me, what's important is that I'm there for the people in my life when they need me. I'm self-aware enough to check my own self. Am I, you know, doing what I want in return? But what's important Mm -hmm. to me is who's there for you when you're
0: not cutting up in the club. Right. That's important. Because honestly why are we still in the club (laughs) if it is not a birthday of significance yeah are we doing (laughs) like can can we we never do that again please (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah um As you get close to 30 and turn 30, you just are unwilling to deal with the bullshit that you were willing to for the sake of having this huge run group. I would rather have five solid people that I know where the fuck I stand, that love me out loud, that post Mm -hmm. my shit, you know, that let people know that they fuck with me than to have. 20 friends that I'm constantly questioning are we friends do they like me like what did they mean when they said this like am I doing yeah. like making me question myself like my friends that I have in what are we October 2022 all encourage me to show up the big bold bitch that I am mm-hmm. none of them are like oh like Oh, I don't don't wear too much. Don't do too much. No, everybody's like show up, shine bright. And when I'm not feeling good, they make it safe for me to reach out and let them know that I'm not in a good spot, and I would like to be comforted. Yeah. Can't hear a thing you're saying. Me? I didn't say it. Me? I just said no, America.
1: What so. do you feel
0: like can you hear me now?
1: Yeah. What do you feel like you did differently to call those types of friends in?
0: For well, people one,
1: included needing to adjust.
0: Yeah. So one, I am a very spiritual person. I do the Palo Santo. I told y'all about my happy, healthy baby. Mm-hmm. I also say like mutual friendship. Mutually beneficial friendships, mm-hmm. solid friendships. Like one, I am cultivating that. That is what I'm focusing on, and I'm setting boundaries for what I expect out of a friend. So mm-hmm. if I am reaching out more than you are reaching out, I'm going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does there need to be a conversation about? We all have lives. I'm a a parent, and I have a full time job. And I have a, a private practice and we podcast. Like, we're all busy. Everyone has that phone and everyone be on their phone. So you could send a text and say, like, hey, I'm busy, whatever the case may be.
2: That's just a simple check in.
0: A simple check in. Yeah. Like, please check on your fucking therapist friends just because we appear to have it all together all the time doesn't mean that we don't benefit from y'all checking in and seeing how the fuck we're doing because right. sometimes no one does ask Right outside of our relationships, right? Mm-hmm. But it's nice to know that your friends give a fuck. Don't assume that everyone is good all the time because you see a, that we're posting on Instagram hmm feel free to reach out too and don't only use your therapist friends for venting Bring therapy <laughs> right because the thing about me is that I do not like I'm not gonna give you anything that I would give in therapy I'll let you say what you got to say honey and I stop. <laughs> like I'm not about to sit up here and give you a free session. What I will say is, have you thought about getting a therapist? I could send you my therapist number. <laughs> Cause no, I don't need no hours. I'm oh, licensed. No hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working for free. <laughs> no. You can my always mother. tell me stuff. Right. And I will tell I'll and and what I'll give you, if you are um in the wrong, I will one tell you like bitch, you probably shouldn't have done that. But if you are needing like some oh girl, no, you right, he did have you fucked up, like I'll tell you that, but we're not about to go into like what you should do after, how you should handle it. No. So for me, it's just being intentional, right? Using my discernment, making sure that the friendships that I deem important also deem me important because that's where the fuck I went wrong last time, mm. thinking that someone had me at the same regard that I had them. Mm-hmm. No, baby, my yeah. ears are broke. You got to show me. Yeah. Yeah. What you gonna,
1: yeah. I was gonna say? Yeah, I think that's my thing too. Is like you gotta show me. And then it made me think about last week or, or last episode or the episode before when I said, when I like people, people don't even know I like them. And I was talking about niggas. But I just had a thought that like, maybe people don't show up in certain ways sometimes because they don't think I need it or that I want it. Because mm-hmm. I am very much like, Hoo-hoo. but no, you're right. You gotta show me. Don't text me and tell me shit. That you can't post in your stories When you're posting everything else If you right. can check on whoever And y'all can kiki And have cookies and dinner and lunch and shit Bitch you can text me And ask me how I'm doing too So it's the same thing It goes hand in hand If I can do that okay. for you With running a private practice Having eight supervisees Two interns right.
0: 62 Like clients, you're fucking
1: working You can, and fucking this, doing you it. can do it through.
0: Like you're yeah. fucking doing it. And so yeah. I'm sorry. I deserve someone who wants to be there. I'm not about to beg you. Not about to beg you. You're right at all. Especially if I see that you're <laughs> fucking capable. <laughs> I'm just going to take it. Everyone,
2: everyone is capable.
0: But,
1: it, but um, it goes back to what uh, Jasmine with the E said too. You are capable of doing that with other people who you don't see as up here. It's what people you mm. see as right here or below. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a lot to do with that too. But it it does. Does.
0: But the thing about that is, like, just because you see me as up here, doesn't mean that I see you as down there. Sure. Right. Get into it. That's a you thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not taking ownership of that. That's something yeah. that you need to work out with your therapy because trust me i don't see myself as better than everybody like no i'm a fucking Nobody human i right. <laughs> like mm-hmm. please cut the yeah. bullshit immediately immediately mhm
2: yeah there are a lot I'm of people sorry. walking around with that mindset right that uh, mm-hmm. and then they get in friendships and yeah it's just that
0: simple mm-hmm. it is Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what are some suggestions because I feel like I kind of gave some suggestions for like getting more intentional friendships so what are some suggestions you all have for people
1: I would say be very clear in your friendships and the way you are in relationships so starting off those friendships talking about what your expectations are hey, this is what friendship looks like for me. This is right. what I need a friend. What do you need? And then having conversations about where y'all can meet in the middle. Oh, these are mm-hmm. your needs? Ooh, well, I don't think I can necessarily do those things, but this is what I can do. I think we're right. oftentimes more intentional. Yeah, more intentional. Or maybe we put more pressure. More, more pressure, pressure, romantic relationships. So we had those conversations, but we don't necessarily do that in friendships. And that's why I think a lot of us, as we get older and we're evolving and things are changing, we start to have these friendship breakups because those expectations and understandings weren't had
0: in the beginning. So just really
1: right. willing to have those conversations with people.
0: Yeah. And what I will say, I want to piggyback off that real quick, is that the students that I helped you know, navigate their friend issue with, like, they was like, I need to have another conversation. I'm like, yes. That's what relationships require, communication. That's the only way to go through the shit. So, yes. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jasmine? Oh, I agree with all of that. Um,
2: I also think just like in every relationship, there is a degree of self-awareness that's required. So be aware of one, communicating what you desire, but also just be aware of how you show up for other people. Yeah. Um, And, and be comfortable with just asking like, Hey, what do you need? You know, Um, it's a relationship. And if it's important to you, ask your people in your life, what they need from you and be willing to show up for them regardless of what that answer is.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I think also adding in there, like letting people know your love languages, right? Because if you receive love in a certain way, it would be helpful for you to let the people around you know, Mm -hmm. like if you just need some words of affirmation, right? You you can say that instead of Mm -hmm. being like, damn, why doesn't this person you know, tell me that they love me or anything like that. Like they just Mm -hmm. give me gifts or whatever the case may be. That might be their Mm -hmm. love language, right? But having that conversation and saying like, hey, I would really love to hear that I'm doing well or whatever the case may be. And being Mm -hmm. open to having that person say how they receive love. Mm -hmm. Woo, honey, this has been a good one. I mean, oh, I mean, they all are. You're not wrong. Okay? You're not I'm wrong. Not, I'm not I am mean, not
2: like <laughs> Bitch About Depressed is definitely uh, first thing out, but these cute-ass titles uh, should definitely go on some
0: kind of mug. Pin. Pen. Pen. Pin. <laughs> yeah, we're about to get it together. And by we, I don't mean me. Because I can't add another thing to my plate. (laughs) Well, I hope that y'all got something good from this conversation. Um, And as always, just remember that you can drink the kill drink, drink the alkaline water, take all your vitamins, do reformer Pilates like Jasmine. Um, But if you're ignoring the shit going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly healthy, baby. Go ahead and seek some therapy.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk.
0: <laughs> we'll see y'all next yeah. week. Bye. 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 Bye.